it's, so it's literally an ice cream sandwich, but it's <laughs> drier than a popcorn fart. It sure uh, it is Neapolitan so too. Yeah. Were these I feel in- like it should be melting and it's just there. <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Cracking beers. This is episode 37. Bush latte. Bush. Bush. Oh, this is actually latte. Bush, light. bush light. Yeah, we had Bush <laughs> yeah. Latte last time uh, for their promotional uh, series that they did. But um, yeah, here we are. Episode 37. Good. The month of October. Wow. So, soon to be Halloween. Guys, this, Can is you my, believe this is my one year anniversary it is yeah, yeah this is the one year anniversary this will be, of this nathan, will be one year nathan being a co-host on eclipse on tap podcast so cheers congratulations cheers. on you your guys. one year cheers Here, a, here's a plaque cheers a bush light to that <laughs> um we got you a new mouse pad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's you crazy it's been a year two items from the dollar general <laughs> It is how it is. But, yeah, this is uh, the month of October, and we yeah. it is crazy. It's been a full year. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, Wait, was it... <laughs> sorry. Was it a year, or was it September that my dad and I came on? And I think, I, yeah. And then it was October that I became... I believe so. The yeah. tri- it became the Holy Trilogy. And yeah. we, we had you Trinity. in the, uh, the uh, Mexican uh, wrestling mask. Yeah. The Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Luchador mask, the triumvirate was complete. You know, it's been a really great year. We've had um, a lot of fun doing the podcast, of course. Built some um, additional relationships with some really cool um, breweries and uh, and Floyd's of Leadville as well. Actually, yep. good good yep. segue into what you can see there on the camera. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got a new package from uh, Floyd's of Leadville here a couple days ago. Um, our, our good friends at Floyd's uh, sent us a, some goodies. We got some uh, stage 17 coffee, which is amazing. Probably the best coffee I think I've ever had. Um, and then we also got their uh, one of their newer products is the Gems. So, um, I want to get me some of them. Yeah, we haven't even cracked these yet. but It's like a got, gummy, right? We got, yeah, it's like a, basically like a gummy, um, 30 gems in a pouch, and uh, full spectrum select. How many it's probably going to be delicious. Uh, 30. Or no, 25, excuse me. Nice. So like a soft gel. Yeah. So cotton candy flavor here. I think that's the same. You buy those in the and single then, packs at the bike shop, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, cola. Cola. Yeah. Ooh. So. But yeah, all CBD, high, high quality CBD yep. infused <laughs> products to help you relax and recover and get over the pain and back in the game. And um, yeah, the sport cream, I'm actually going to use that on yeah. my wrist. I've had yep. some bad tendonitis in my right wrist. So I'm looking forward to just applying a little bit of the sports cream. It's like a lotion. It um, it's not greasy or anything. We'll bring it to bowling. And yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Pass it back and forth. <laughs> Need some less CBD. Yeah. Come on it, now. It, Those boys are wearing masks, but they're sharing CBD <laughs> cream. <laughs> they're actually applying it to each other. <laughs> I have trialed the uh, um, the CBD sports cream, and it's really nice. And I feel and it feel like I feel like it does work quite well uh, with the tendonitis in my wrist. Yeah. So I should try it on my back. Yeah. Mountain biking. My back's been locking up so bad. I should yeah, try give it, it a give it a shot. Just help. Or the, I could stretch too, and that might help. Yeah, that might, <laughs> yeah, that might help too. Yeah. 
But thank you to Floyd's of Leadville for sending this care package to us. They also sent us a couple cool hats. Yep. And then, oh yeah, and soft, soft gels, gels. Are, are another. Uh, these things are great because you can. They're like in oh, little to-go pouches too. Oh, nice. So the, these things are great. You know, throw in the car, throw it wherever you're going to go. You know, don't necessarily have to be uh, recovering from a physical activity, but maybe the day. You know, just pop a couple of these before bed. I mean, it probably help you out get you some uh, good night's rest but yeah it just helps to kind of relax you a little bit i know for me it helps if uh if i'm if i'm ever feeling anxious or nervous or anything um it really helps yeah. kind of mitigate those those bad feelings and um have a cup of tea yeah just helps know, relax have, one, you. have one or two and yeah helps uh, definitely recover the pain too i like i said with the wrist thing i've it's some weird tendonitis thing with my thumb and wrist yeah. and um i've noticed a, a very good difference in the pain when i apply the sports cream so what, how's that what, hat feel how do i look look good you look good actually look yeah. really good yeah i had to take off the uh earmuffs from that but <clears throat> yeah no it's a nice that, hat it fits nicely i like the gray and the blue is that it's the dad like, hat like a baby blue color yeah yeah, yeah. it's big baby blue you know turquoise kind of color but yeah 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 big cheers to floyd's of leadville um for sending us that thanks jake thanks floyd yeah, yeah. thank you very much appreciate you, you guys, guys are great we yeah. love you yeah big big Let's shout out it down a but um, but yeah, in continuing the kind of just thinking back on the last year with you having been on, it's it's been a lot of fun just to have a third person. Um, you know, David and I always said like it's real easy to get down a rabbit hole um, about something when it's just two people, but then you have that third person that might have a different um, creative thought about that conversation or whatever, and they can help kind of keep the keep the flow going, and that's what we've really benefited from uh, amongst many other things too. So it's been a good year. Yeah. We've uh it we've had we've accomplished a lot in the year too. I mean, you think back on like when it was just you guys, mm-hmm. you know, we'd done some stickers and things. We got the t-shirts now, we got the cycling kit. Yep. We've had uh, you know, broadcast at um Broadleaf. Broadleaf. Yep. Well, I mean, you guys had a lot of stuff going on before that. I'm just thinking, like, over the last year, what we've all, what all we've done. No, yeah, it's been yeah. good. Yeah, we'll, we'll soon to host our soon little like, private uh, cycling mm-hmm. event, so to speak, uh, Underground Man. Speaking of Broadleaf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in, definitely yeah. introduce that. This is a big shout-out to Broadleaf, um, to Ward there, and Jared, and all of the staff. Um, I know they were really excited about this one. This is part of the Planet Vim series. And they were excited to tell us about it because it was space themed, and so um, yeah, we had some tonight. We at did. Dinner. It was it was very very good. <clears throat> it was yeah. highly anticipated release too. Exactly. They yeah, they, that, they hyped up the the can and yep. the the packaging. That that, that was a it's, much it's rad packaging. A much better way to explain it. That's yeah. what. <laughs> yeah. uh, so before me, I have Space Cave, which is part of the Vim series, like Matt said. Uh, let's see here. Juicy IPA, Altus and Amarillo hops. Uh, comes in at 5.9 ABV. That's all they're giving us here. Juicy IPA. Braille, braille paint or braille, braille paint. Braille uh, texture what, what finish. It? Texture finish. Yeah, something, yeah. something with the way he said that yeah. they deposit the plastic on the can. Right. But yeah, th- this Very was cool a artwork. really good one at um, dinner tonight at Broadleaf. We all uh, shared a meal together and enjoyed this beer very hazy very juicy yeah. and delicious so give Shall it a I? crack yeah right. of course yeah crack that i even got bubbles on my mind yeah <laughs> yeah super cool can and obviously very space themed um 
Tasty Ward, beer, too. Ward describes Vim as this um, kind of sci-fi planet that someone from Earth travels to, and when he gets to Vim, he's exploring around the jungles and the caves, and so this is, this beer is representative of uh, one of the caves. So very Caverns. Amazing. Very sci-fi, very space-themed, enjoyable beer. So a huge shout-out to We've those dudes. just begun the uh, exploration of Vim. So oh, here's one of the stages of that. It's very good beer. Very good beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Floyd's. Cheers to Broadleaf. We love Cheers you. Cheers to one year. Love you guys. Sorry about your table, Dave. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Comes out in the wash. Yeah, delicious. Very good. Really mm, hoppy. I like it. Hoppy and like resiny hops. You yeah. know, like you can, it's not, uh, you know, sometimes when uh, so there's a hopped beer and it's kind of overly citrus hops. Yeah. This is like the hop like when we cracked them open and smelled yep. them last uh last fall that kind of hops yeah it's very resinous very very raw very very raw and very uh very, tasteful very dank very good mm. very good yeah yeah delicious though i mean very very worth hazy. the wait definitely yeah the hype is uh well worth it so if you're in the local area be sure to get up to broadleaf local beer over on east lake brook and 29th street to buy this before it's gone because it will be soon that's their it's kind of their thing is they brew these special beers but they're creative and experimental and small batch and so they're they're not going to be even on tap for very long not even you know that's not even considering the canned ones will probably be out soon i would imagine right i do you guys feel like i feel like with a juicy it's it's much more of a clean finish whereas a hazy i get like a like you know yeah, like a little bit of that yeah aftertaste in it a little bit, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Well, the yeah. hazies, I think it's got that just all that raw hops. Like that's what yeah. makes it hazy is just yeah. this unfiltered factor, yeah. and so it just hangs around on your tongue a little longer. Yeah. Whereas a juicy IPA, like it's a little bit more clean. Yeah, you finish, can kind of like see a, through it. It's a right. little bit more translucent and uh, has a similar hop characteristic, but on the back end, just is like more like a normal beer. Yeah, yeah. I know. I agree. Yeah, right, yeah. But just, just my. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, I think I'll agree with you. <laughs> you know, after thinking about it there for a minute, I was like, yeah, I, I agree. Marinate. This guy's on something. <laughs> this, guy, this is this it. guy's got something. All right, this is it. He's got a nose for it, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, great beer. It was uh, enjo- enjoyable Friday afternoon after work today. Long day of work, and uh, there's nothing better I think than going uh, to our good friends at Broadleaf and then recording the podcast and they, they were afterwards. busy they were busy too they, they had a lot of people there i think yeah they've gotten rid of the outdoor seating too so everybody's yeah so it's indoor kind of but yeah. even even uh you know during the summertime when we would go over there sit on the patio you know there was still a good crowd in even inside obviously the place to be is outside but yeah um yeah and they've you know. they've um held really good business uh and done a amazing job with uh covid 19 precautions i know brewery vivant in general is one of the leaders in the restaurant industry locally that kind of put together a plan um for you know how are we going to get through this and so obviously broad broadleaf is part of that and um they've done a nice job up there so even though everyone was inside they have such a large space big warehouse space and um they do a good job with uh with everything even the food the food is great um so definitely give them a go go stop by what do we have tonight? It was like a beef. It, they, it was like a no, it was like a kebab. I think is what. Yeah, they, like, yeah, yeah. But it was like they, 
Um, yeah, it was like almost like a like you'd get a like a Greek uh, whatever they call them gyro or gyro or, or yeah. yeah yeah. So it was basically that. It was really but good. It was like the best thing. It that pairs well with uh, a few of these uh, these new space cave beers. Yeah. But there you go. Go up there yep. and get your pairing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kebab yep. with a space cave. It was good. But um yeah. But <clears throat> no, nothing. Um <laughs> No, nothing. Uh <laughs> I was just going to ask what you guys been up to. Yeah, but it's been uh, you know, really I I would say on the on the whole pretty beautiful fall weather. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of rainy weeks, but um just fantastic conditions for mountain biking right now. Yeah. It's been really yeah. good. Yeah, it's been it's the time of year to get out look up number one because you get some clear crisp kind of like chilly nights yeah which we we did yeah. a, uh you know a couple of days ago or a week about a week ago yeah. we went over to last the, uh, the golf course and looked up at night but yeah perfect night for like that like this is the time of year everybody likes to get out and do their night rides on the gravel or the, or the mountain bike and um you know, we happen to have a nice trail behind us here, um, the, the underground, but we, we go out there. It's like beautiful. Even in that close of an area, like to the city, you still get some beautiful, like, you know, scenic trees and stuff like that when you're riding around there. So yeah, good time, to, good time to get out and ride and also look up too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, uh, I guess, well, Nathan, what, what have you been up to? We'll wrap it out. <laughs> what have I been up to? Uh, what do I, I honestly yeah work i rebuilt the carburetor today for the first time trial and error um not quite building a rocket but uh you know um not a whole lot a lot else going on We're, we've been planning the underground man yeah underground yeah. coalition yep. the presented by eclipse on tap mm-hmm. um it's gonna be good yeah so our our big fall race is ice man approximately 30 miles we're doing 15 miles the underground i think we talked about it last episode 15 laps yeah. of the or i'm sorry 15 yeah. laps of the underground so yeah. approximately 30 miles beer and food and fire to follow and yeah it's it's yeah. like one of those types of deals where the Iceman event was always such a big um end of fall celebration yeah really. it's like the the yeah. culmination of the season yeah and so you get you know 4500 athletes up there um or riders, I yeah. should say, some of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We use the term athletes very loosely. Um, but uh, always such a big thing you looked forward to. And so to not have that, obviously, is a bummer. Um, understandable, and understandable, of course, but um, definitely a bummer. So we figured, why not just get, like, locally? I mean, we're talking, I think there'd probably be 10 to 12 to 15 people. It's it, yeah. something super small. Well, I just but want to have something to look forward 10 to. 10 to 12 Absolutely. to 1,500 people <laughs> showing up Saturday, <laughs> October 24th. <laughs> oh, can you imagine like a, a bunch start from Christian High and just you got to, it's like a whole shot. Got to get yourself in there. There would be <laughs> so many carnage. Crashes. There's there's like electrical poles and like <laughs> yeah. it, it's not a, it's not a clean fire into the chute like no. into the underground. Oh man, it would be so many people would blow past that that turn because it's a tight turn to get. You in. You got to hop a curb too. Yeah. You'd have to put a ramp in if we mm-hmm. want to get them to uh, uh, at if least. You a, really, if you really want to commit to the whole shot, you got to take the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. We we hey we we talk now, but who knows? Maybe in the future. What is the short circuit uh, UCI XCC? Oh, the the short track races. Yeah, XCC, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Underground XCC we, race. It'd be on like ESPN the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right length. The right? Ocho. 
the XCC is short. It's like a, yeah, crit, yeah. a crit almost, but on dirt or on mountain cross country mountain biking. So you could totally do an XCC course there. Yeah. I'm saying we make it big. You see, I will be uh, calling us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you know official it. permits have ever been pulled. City doesn't even know it's happening and, and like, like Red Bull UCI. shows up to <laughs> UCI. <laughs> Oh man, they block off all of Plymouth. <laughs> Just <laughs> totally blocked off. You can't even. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. You never yeah. know. You never know. Yeah, but could um, be. But no, underground man is gonna be a lot of fun. Fun. Oh, it, like it's just fun to have something to look forward to. We haven't had. I mean, we did Grattan this summer, mm-hmm. but other than that, there hasn't been any like racing or or like gatherings like we'd usually have. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think a good compromise between dealing with what everyone in the world's dealing with right now, but also still kind of having that culminating right yeah. thing. So it'll so. be it'll be a good time, no matter uh, <clears throat> what kind of day we have or the the crowd that actually does show up. It'll be entertaining, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully, it was like uh, Wednesday. Actually, we this probably week, have yeah. the forecast available now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's gonna be like it's no, no, we no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, it, please. you mean to tell me we can look four days ahead? The nice thing oh, is that please. we have contingency given that it's just it's just us. So if we need to do Sunday or if we need to do like Monday, Monday everybody's got to take work off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the next weekend or, you know, whatever needs to happen, we'll make it happen. But well, what's the forecast saying there? Outlook right now is uh, partly sunny and 51. Ooh. Oh, nice. Perfecto. That's great. Yeah. A little chill in the air, fall crisp to make it feel like the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And take that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. So, but yeah, it, speaking of the crisp air, you were talking earlier about going seeking the night, night sky. A couple, mm. uh, that was like last week, I think you and I walked up, saw Mars in full view and it's, <clears throat> I think at that point near opposition to the moon. So it's all alone in a dark sky. There's no moon to kind of cloud out or bloom out the, the light. Uh, in that little that little pocket of the sky, and it was amazing. Yeah, so bright, so yeah. large. The photos you guys posted were awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was just cool. Those are just naked eye photos. Just, I don't know. It's it's cool sometimes to see it that way. You yeah, know, the telescope is of course always going to be more intense and more amazing, but sometimes to just naked eye get the global spectrum of the sky. Yeah, that and they. Um in like a week or so, or maybe a couple of weeks, it, it'll be, you know, the brightest object in the sky, which, I mean, doesn't happen very often where, you know, another planet overcomes Jupiter as the uh, the brightest planet, you yeah, know, exactly. brightest uh, star or planet in the sky. So it's actually kind of a <clears throat> unique, um, unique time as far as the whole Mars mm-hmm. uh, process goes, but... Because, I mean, it won't be this bright for another eight years or so, so or this close right. for another yeah. eight years. So yeah, cause you got to get out when you can and, and enjoy it. Op- um, opposition and close approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a good reason to get out and look up. It's, uh, you know, it comes out. I mean, you can see Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars um, pretty much all at the same time. So pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. We, uh, I, I, It was just neat to see, uh, like you said, Mars looking just as bright, if not in some regards from a from a viewpoint uh brighter than jupiter it's weird to see for sure but uh <clears throat> really it's just something you got to do take advantage of the crisp fall air if you have it and uh get out there and look up yeah yep. i've been kind of dreading like winter coming mm-hmm. but at the same time you get good nights like this where it's like super clear out yeah. really crisp 
you get a little frost in the morning. The visibility is as good as it ever gets for mm-hmm. us anyway. Yeah, here in, in the state of Michigan, it's yeah. um, we get uh, definitely all four seasons. <laughs> like, yeah, we do. We don't have that blend. It's like very, very much all four. But um, not yeah, not looking forward to the snow either. But I, I do feel the same way about the crisp air in the night skies there. That was like the lunar eclipse that we saw, total lunar eclipse, two years ago now. Um, was just the probably the clearest I've ever seen the sky. Yeah, it was yeah. insanely well, cold, but also insanely yeah, what, clear. What was it that day or that night? Negative ten like, or yeah. twelve? Yeah, it was yeah. cold. As, yeah, <clears throat> cold my dad as had <laughs> my dad had. Uh, like those space heaters kind of like out yeah. in the yard. And they, we had the whole like middle of the yard was like shoveled out like in this like nice little setting. We had the scope set up and then I did had like two of these space heaters that you'd have in your basement. Just like they're industrial strength like in the yard with an blow extension torch. cord and all that. Yeah. It's basically a blowtorch to, <laughs> to keep you warm. Blowtorch and a fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it was but, even those was, like full blare were were only keeping just that little area yeah. warm. You couldn't stand by it and stay warm. No, your hands we were, were having cold. to we were having to go back in the garage just. To, I mean, the garage obviously it's a little bit insulated, I guess to a degree, but it, or at least it has a lot more of the uh, the heat from the house. But yeah, we'd go in there just to like kind of like warm up for a little bit, and go back out, and it was cold. It was it was a cold night. Yeah, <clears throat> had to recoup for a second to then get the you know it was like take my hand gloves off to take a photo and that that was the worst but 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 that's kind of the point too is it's you're going to get those ultra clear nights as a result of that crisp winter air but it was a beautiful setting for it though yeah (laughs) yeah but like a beautiful setting like you couldn't ask for a better like total lunar eclipse that night like i mean outside of it being that cold damn it was like it was like perfect. It was like he. It was a big moon, as well, and it was in the night, like just crystal clear night sky. Mm-hmm. It was great. I thought. Yeah, it it, it had um, reminiscent characteristics to the total solar eclipse in regard to like this is legit. You know, this is we've set this up well, and uh, we're getting a good image. It was it was nice. It was um, something that I'll be looking forward to the next time it arrives yeah. on the calendar for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked ahead. <laughs> I don't know what's coming up. <laughs> the big yeah. year. Some is, expert could probably call in. <laughs> the yeah. big year is. Uh, you're is an expert. You know what we're talking about. We should get. Uh, I think I mentioned the national, or sorry, the uh, total solar eclipse timer guy. That he oh, built yeah. that app when it tells you, yeah. you know, it'll alert yeah. you five, four, three, two, one. Count it down. Um, we should get him on because he's <clears throat> he's more. I mean, we we're experts in having viewed the 2017 total total solar eclipse. But we're not experts in the actual understandings of what eclipses are. I mean, obviously the basics, but it'd be cool to get someone like him where he's actually studied the timing right. clearly. I mean, he's yeah. gotten all of that info. We, still- we thought it was cool, but <laughs> was that the sun or what was that thing? Well, my scene, is that yeah. black hole? We don't, know, we don't know what we saw. <laughs> we were experts at what we saw. Yeah. Right. I mean... So it'd be cool. I mean, it do, it boggles my mind that they can figure out like that we know the next total solar is going to be in two two thousand twenty four April. What is it? Seven eighth eighth. Okay, eighth at you know whatever twelve forty p.m. Like the fact that they can figure that out is just like yeah, it's crazy. Uh, well, the, it scrambles my brain. 
actually the book I just got like last night um, has the like a picture of the globe and then it has a basically a line every for every total uh, solar eclipse that's going to happen throughout like history basically like the past past eclipses as well but what book then, is it um i just got it at the market that 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 uh horrocks market uh down the street oh. um and it's just like a it says it's an eclipse chaser book and it kind of it's a legit I guess book. It, yeah it kind of shows yeah, it's right over there that's right oh, I, I check can, it out I can actually, go get it. i'll actually go get it go but get it. it has a glow and it go shows it. all the different paths of the different eclipses that have happened that are yet to be yeah let's pull Pretty that don't be shy go get it we want to see it. Fixing to see it. You never know what you'll find in a uh, a store like that. Cool little market, and they just have like, I don't know. Every once in a while, you walk past the book section, and they've got a gem like that, the Eclipse Chaser hardcover book. Perfect like, for what your a weird table. place to find it too. Yeah, Horrocks. Eclipse, Eclipse Chaser. Chaser. What's the uh, subtitle? Huh. Science in the Moon's <laughs> Shadow. <laughs> Science in the Moon Shadow. Huh. Science. That was that's it. That's cool because that photo that is on the cover was from 2017. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, you saw, yeah. I think you sent me that. Is that actually. out in Portland? What? Probably. Yeah, Salem yeah. or something. Yeah. What y'all don't know is Morgan Freeman's about to read us this book, <laughs> and that's no. the pot. That's the episode. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, no. <clears throat> yeah, this was actually a photo that was obviously professionally taken, um, and like they they even got this whoever this is they got him like it was staged. So that yeah. he would be in yeah. that position for it, but repelling really off cool of a mountain. Yeah, really badass cool. photo of somebody repelling but on a mountain. We saw some. We saw some kind of documentary on it, I believe. Yeah, on, how they set it up. Yeah, but on YouTube or something like that. But yeah, very cool image. Um, but it's it's like a little, more or less like a, a documentary, I guess, of, um, you know, various people's uh, you know, trip down to the you know last total eclipse or any. Like the, the the eclipse in the U.S., there's some photos of the Patagonia and all that kind of stuff um, in this book. So just basically a story of like if you go to an eclipse and, you know, this is some of the experiences of all the other people have gone. So, but. Very good. <laughs> what? No, this is a good breakdown. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm look- <laughs> I'm looking forward to reading it. It's going to be that that is a good coffee table book. Very yeah. good. Yeah. It's is like it's written for us. The quintessential coffee table book Can I in take fact. A look at it? Yeah. Science of the Moon's Shadow. Come hither. <laughs> Come hither. But uh yeah, who would have thought totality at Horrocks down the street. Um it it makes me happy to see stuff like that out there because you know that in 2017, obviously there was a lot of attention, but our main goal is to was to spread the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And you see something like this at a, a little deli market. Um, there's definitely traction. Yeah, for yeah. It. it's like a shopping, like farmers market yeah. kind of beer and produce and grocery store to an ex- yeah. you know a nice grocery grocery you find store. Find a gem like this. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Should be re- reviewers of finding Eclipse books in book or in non bookstores. Yeah, this yeah. would be an A plus. But uh, there, look at this woman. She's there's enjoying Ju- there, yeah. There's Janine. She has her uh, Eclipse glasses on. I seen it. Oh, sorry. 
but <laughs> I, yeah. I don't seem to. It's a good book. Yeah, it's a story nice pull, of you will. You know, good story pull. of people's stories of going to the stories of the eclipse. You know, <laughs> why? Why are we not in this? Yeah, stories on know. that would actually. That's a good point. We had a. I think we had a really good story. It was a great story. Volume two podcast <laughs> inspired by the eclipse of 2017 actually yeah, yeah so if you want to listen to said story go to episode one <laughs> or i think was or it two two three four yeah we talked, we about, talked it about it for like yeah a lot i mean that yeah. it was the first six months. months yeah yeah but the first one why yeah that, why stop i mean <laughs> seriously we were definitely on a high like that that was the eclipse uh coolest thing high of life man that's the th- the coolest thing i think i've seen yeah in nature you know? yeah it was a good time i enjoyed myself <laughs> that's <Yeah>. good <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah the the photo that that was taken 2017 the person repelling from the mountain um almost looks like they're repelling into a cave which kind of brings it back full circle with the space cave crack it on cue space Everybody's- cave Glass is dry. Yeah, no, it's very um, good. Yeah, it just looks like yeah. The way you, you're holding it right here, the hiker's walking down the book into the can. When I first down into the can, should I pull a race chaser at this point and be like, "Now where did you get this beer? <laughs> now where is it from?" When I first saw this can, though, I was like, "That would make a really rad kit." Like we did that on our jersey. Yeah, like a that would be cool. Yeah. It'd be like the um, kind of like the EF kit. Um, the yeah. purple and pink yeah, the one, one yeah. that they're doing now. Or the palace the, one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the front of that one. Could be the Underground Man edition. Well, Matt, you made that new, um, um, what would you call it? Our Podcast cover art. Yeah, cover, cover art. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, I, I, had, um, I had a little bit of free time at, on lunch today and you know, looking at the our podcast cover, it's, it's, it's fine. It's the white, just plain white background with the full black um, logo. Yeah. And then it says Space Beer Podcast and then our handle. But it's just white on black, totally fine. Um, but, you know, you start scrolling through like other people's podcasts and stuff. Um, and they're all, I wouldn't say more detailed, or, but they're just, there's like, they stand out a little more. Right. You know? So I'm thinking, well, is there a way we can kind of keep this same feel? I think it's, you know, a classic looking cover, but introduce maybe a little bit of movement to it or color or something like that. So I just threw, I got into Photoshop and I threw a quick gradient from kind of light blue, um, all the way to like black looking like the night sky kind of, as you were looking up maybe at sunset or was getting darker, darker. It kind of looks like totality. Yeah. Except it's opposite because it's dark on the horizon light. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be the opposite. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, just kind of a smooth gradient into like this dark night sky and then put the all white logo with the all white font and uh and then I just filtered in stars and the way I did the stars was just take a small pixel uh pen essentially in the in Photoshop. So five pixel, four, three, all the way down. And then you just start doing random dots and then you you can kind of gradient those out too. So at the very top when it's the darkest, you can have a gradient of 100% or sorry, uh, um, opacity, not gradient. Mm. The opacity is 100%, they're really vivid and then they tra- transition out as you go into the lighter sky. Mm. So I think that I think that looks cool because um, obviously guys, it's a little bit You guys see the little update Rob. Yeah, that, that was really did cool. That, it's like an animated version. Yeah. 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 How do you do that? There's an, app. There's an app. He just told me he has an app. Yeah. Um, I said, you're a genius. He said, I have an app. That's, that's, <laughs> it's called that's Photo great. Loop. Okay. That's great. Yeah. It's totally sweet. Like, yeah. so that, 
it makes it look like the earth is rotating. The stars wonder, are I wonder moving. how we could do that and make that like, um, the background when you go on the main website. Yeah, we should do Doesn't that. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah we definitely like, could. There's Ecliptic a, there's... has a cool thing like that. When you go on their website, it almost looks like the stars are moving and everything like that. And yeah, when you kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, we could, we could definitely do yeah. that. It's, um, trippy yeah so I, I i don't know i thought it, it just looks a little bit better to have like darker colors going into light and then you've got a little movement with the stars and it just stands out better like right. if you're looking at it if you're someone that is a new listener you're gonna it's gonna catch your eye a little bit more and i like the white on dark mm-hmm. kind of pops a little bit i'm yeah. um, getting back to like what you're saying that's like what ef is doing yeah they're doing yeah. a lot of like crazy tie-dye colors with dark colors and then ef is in white and it still stands out just fine but it's like on this crazy background right that's kind of the trend i think in what you see in stuff like that or just on podcasting and i don't know it it, it turned out good it was fun to make just a quick little sketch up yeah and um yeah yeah so That'd we'll good. hopefully have that updated it's updated on, on on the social media channels but it's not um it takes like a couple days to get the rss feed to fully loop it up into Mm. apple podcast so what you typically have if you change the cover art is a scenario where uh, soundcloud will have it right away because they're the they're the root of the rss feed Mm -hmm. but then it's going to branch out to spotify apple podcast when people use those and so it might take a day or two to click in but yeah it it, i think it looked good well done Mm. matthew thank you it was fun this was a fun little Yeah. yeah fun little project at lunch um but i think actually that probably brings us to a good spot for a break yeah i think so too and yeah. just keep sipping i got a whiz <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah keep drinking the uh the space cave thank you again broadleaf and floyds of leadville um really really good stuff yeah we appreciate you guys Beautiful. very much but we'll go uh, finish up space cave maybe transition to the next and um we'll catch you on the uh, other side we sure will. The other side of the space cave. Yeah, that's right. Welcome back from the break. We are back for episode 37 with, um, I still have a little bit of space cave left, but uh, I think we mostly... Last man standing. Yeah, last man standing. So we enjoyed the space cave very much. Um, Thanks again to Broadleaf. But on the table now is some... I'll let David introduce it. You know, I thought since we were talking about last episode about how astronauts um, relieve themselves... (laughs) <laughs> through the act of shitting through a hose <laughs> in space. So a I vacuum thought, hose. I thought to myself, self, well... What would one know, be shitting? Yeah, what, what would one be shitting? <laughs> and also I thought about one, one at one point in time I did mention, um, you know, the, the, the kind of food that they would be eating and potentially having to shit right. while on the station. So I was at a local market and they have this space... Ice cream. It's like an ice cream sandwich for yep. an astronaut, basically. So, 
you uh, you can if you it's gonna taste like just I don't even styrofoam. know. <laughs> I, I could be it, it could be styrofoam, but I'm, I'll open this one up here. You're introducing that's it ice like cream so sandwich too. Yeah. So the <laughs> it's just it, it's funny that it, it, you're oh, making it sound thing. like it, yeah. I mean it, it's so it's literally an ice cream sandwich, but it's drier than a popcorn fart. It should sure, um, Neapolitan so too. Yeah. Were these I feel in, like it should be melting, and it's just there. <laughs> Are we all gonna share this? <laughs> so, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll break a little piece off here. That does not look like food. Okay, yeah, no, it, it doesn't look like food at all. It's weird how it, it, looks, it looks like, like it like, should be frozen. But yeah, it looks like something that like my daughter would play with in her kitchen. Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds uh, brittle, <laughs> crunchy. Is it good? It tastes like strawberry, even though it's a chocolate end. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the dry. It's like the driest like a, thing I've ever eaten. It's like a malted milk ball, mm-hmm. milk ball, or whatever. Like the yeah, malted milk ball. Yeah, Whopper. Whopper. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Really good. Doesn't it taste like strawberry, even though it's the chocolate end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I wonder if the strawberry end is going to taste like chocolate, and it's just... All right, vanilla. Up nope. next is vanilla. Up next Up vanilla. next is the vanilla. Don't get any of the strawberry in it on, it on it. Okay, I want a clean break. That's a nice break for well the done. Vanilla. All right. vanilla. Cracked in half. All right, David. Give it a taste. <laughs> just crumbling it on the table oh man oh thank you sir <laughs> so appetizing the way you just handed me that like another whopper it still tastes like strawberry to me i also taste the strawberry too i wonder if it infiltrates the flavor mm-hmm. i don't want, i'll take this a little bit oh it's man like two calories way more strawberry Mm. <laughs> you know what? It's not half bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing like ice cream. Yeah, it's not like any anything like normal ice cream. It's much more. It's much richer and um, very dry. <laughs> Need a very dry. Good old bush light to wash that down. Very very dry. You guys, you got to tell the story about uh, the ice cream sandwich. How that all came to be. Well, <laughs> there's that, a little com- miscommunication. There, oh, yeah. there was a yeah a miscue, uh, but yeah, basically I, I was up at the uh, Horrocks Market, and they have this little uh, candy section that has space ice cream in or, or astronaut ice cream in packages, like actual physical astronaut ice cream that we uh, just tasted. Yeah, that we just tasted and sampled. And Matt thought that I was talking about a beer. An actual beer that you can you can buy called astronaut ice cream, mm-hmm. and so I this this whole time I was thinking like oh yeah I got these packs of like actual physical you know what we now know is basically chocolate <laughs> chalk chalk <laughs> chocolate chalk <laughs> but Matt thought oh yeah he's got he's got like a bunch of beer or something like so the whole time we had been talking about it the last like few weeks <laughs> yeah and the whole yeah, time it was, it was like 
I was talking about actual ice cream <laughs> that's freeze dried, and he was talking about astronaut beer. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of funny, but yeah, it was because uh, th- that beer we had probably about a year ago, hazy IPA from Ill- uh, Illuminated Brew Works in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Great beer, cool can, very space themed with an astronaut on it and everything. And that, so that's just, I just assumed that that somehow you know you pop back up at Horrocks and and you saw it there and, and bought it. So that whole time, that was what was in my head. Um, that was that was pretty good. It was good for a laugh. But now that I've had this ice cream, I'm kind of I'm pretty disappointed because I thought it'd be kind of like a little bit sweet and not just like chalk. Yeah. yeah. It. I mean, it, it tastes like ice cream. It just is like a completely different consistency. It's yeah. like it's like a malted like, milk ball. Like, and it's <laughs> ball. <laughs> It's just, it sticks to your teeth. It's uh, it is much more dry to eat, and it, what's funny is you know you're reading it. They're taking obviously all the liquid out of it, which is all the good stuff like the good dairy, fat. creamy fat, all that to make it truly taste like ice cream. You need that texture. It it's it proves that texture really does have a big effect on people's taste. You know, like theory proven. <laughs> Texture has an effect on your taste. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody out there that's been these are the questions that, one, that no one else asks. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone that is um, asking that question now has it answered. On the break, we were just talking about the photo that was taken um, on a re- recent Falcon Nine launch, where the it was a sunrise launch from Florida. The rocket was launching just in front of the sun, visually, like on the parallax of the horizon. And there was a photog- a bunch of photographers actually that took a great, a great photo of of essentially a Falcon Nine like looking like it's transiting the sun. That yeah. was badass. And yeah. I think a big shout out to well, there's a whole bunch of uh, kind of the space launch photography world that took a photo of that. But the one I sent you guys was uh, I have to credit him. His Trevor Malman is his name. M A H L M A N N. Hmm. Great yeah. photography. He's good. actually good, good friends with Brady, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Brady Keniston, who we had on Where's the podcast. Where's he based out of? Um, I can't remember. Brady's out of the east side of the state in Bay City. Um, but I can't remember where this guy is from. I don't know if he lives down in Florida now. Like, maybe that's yeah. what his, you know, his photography business brought him <clears> down there. Um, but that's kind of become a big thing with the advancements and the cameras that they have. They can take amazing photos. Yeah. Yeah. Good but, stuff. Yeah, it was cool. I was actually I I watched uh, the Challenger program on Netflix, mm-hmm. and um, I was I was pretty amazed. It was a really good, well put together program, um, documenting the you know the Challenger explosion, and then yeah. kind of coming out of that with Discovery. Um, but uh, I was amazed at some of the footage that because I remember being I would have been in I think kindergarten, nineteen eighty six. So I would have been like five years old. And uh, I remember coming home from preschool or kindergarten, whatever it was, and um, my mom sitting me down in front of the TV watching that. But then when they replayed it, I, I mean, they've got the technology to make it HD at this point. And like the the actual footage of the Challenger exploding was, um, yeah, it was quite, I don't know, surreal and, and like... Uh, I couldn't believe how well it was documented, you know, mm-hmm. that they had 
such good footage of the whole launch and everything. And yeah, because you're used to seeing more of. I mean, obviously, it's a very sad thing to see in any capacity, but you're used to seeing it more in like uh, how it was seen on the TV, right? Like back in 1986. Yeah, like a live broadcast. Here yeah. it is. Okay, that's what you're used to seeing your pictures, and you just have that kind of that visual. But this is an advancement in that. If for whatever reason they found, you know footage that they hadn't reviewed before and all that yeah it was and, and now you know that many years later they're pr- able to produce a pretty like surreal thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah very good documentary yeah highly recommended <clears throat> yeah it's a kind of uh i don't know like to me looking back they, they reveal a lot more detail than what you're used to reading or seeing in any of the uh you know current documentaries or anything like that but I feel like they they tell the the full picture of the whole situation, yeah. the thing, the problems that they knew about, and all that kind of stuff. So the pressure they were yeah. under to because the shuttle was really designed to be like a you know almost I wouldn't say civilian, but uh, you know a multi-use, frequently used um, vehicle for space travel, and you know they had set all these ex- expectations of how quickly they would get up there, start building the ISS, and you know delays problems whatever they got behind schedule and and it basically came down to yeah we know that there's a risk and we know that that these gaskets aren't you know perfectly made and then the morning of that launch obviously the temperatures were so cold yeah um that just made it more uh vulnerable right yeah but all that detail like going into it watching the whole thing on uh, netflix i did really didn't know that that they knew that much about it like mm-hmm. as far as the issue or the the risk of the issue, the of the issue you know yeah. like from yeah. an outsider looking in you really don't know what they're thinking really i mean you don't know all the behind the scenes kind of stuff so yeah it's like I, and I, I don't know if things have changed i think they definitely have but in you know today's space travel like for instance in the case of the uh falcon 9 that launched the crew dragon up recently with uh, bob benkin and doug hurley I remember watching that. That was right around Easter, I believe, sometime in April, if some or May, maybe. I, I'll have to remember, but it, it was a situation where you're watching that, thinking SpaceX has sent these guys up here, and there you're watching it, thinking everything is completely sound. There's no risk. Like you know, there's a little bit of a risk, but you think SpaceX has thought of everything, and they're going to get these guys to the ISS. It's not. Yeah. It's 2020. You'd think like, okay, we're becoming fairly routine at this. And I think that's what's really interesting about the the Challenger is that it wasn't really like that. You know, there it wasn't like you know, they they knew that there was some risk there or some enhanced r- yeah. risk of that <clears throat> yeah. failing. You know? Well, I feel like they talked about that when they had um, you know, like one of the astronauts that was early on in like the whole shuttle program you know, and obviously they did quite a few launches before they decided to take a civilian, you know, a teacher up with them. But it's interesting, like, you know, hearing him talk about how they, as an astronaut, like, you know, a NASA astronaut, you're not really that excited about a civilian going up because you know the true risks. You know all the things that can go wrong. Right. But to them, it's like a big, you know, kind of a PR, you know, anybody can do it. It's like yeah. a commercial flight to space kind of thing. And so that that was interesting just to hear, like, one of the astronauts say, you know, like, we weren't honestly, like, too thrilled. And it wasn't from a selfish standpoint. Like, we only think astronauts should be in space. 
it was from a concern like like we just know the risks and these people think that it's going to be okay and like there's no guarantee you know so that was interesting to just hear that in the in the whole um in the whole show but it was uh definitely interesting just to see behind the scenes and like know like the risks that they already knew about you know outside of everything else as a civilian but it's exactly like Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley on this SpaceX mission. You're watching it thinking, it's 2020. This is advanced technology from what it was even in the space shuttle. These guys are just fine. Right. But in reality, they, they would tell you probably different, much differently. Yeah. They'd, you know, they'd say this is the first time this particular rocket has ever launched uh, humans on top of it. Right. And uh, you know, we have families. We have a full career behind us. There's a ton of risk here. Yeah. That and then as a viewer, you just assume it's not even. Yeah. It's it, like routine. It's, yeah. You know? it's, it's crazy. It, yeah. I mean, it just. You think back to just whenever humans were introduced to space, ever. I mean, that's a big moment. It's like a, a situation where. Yeah. I just I put myself on the shuttle or you know, whatever vehicle it is, and like once that launch starts and you're off the ground, it's it's really like no going back. Like. You know, you just have to trust that everything's. I I tried when I was watching Challenger. I tried to put myself in their shoes of like, what are you thinking? You know, because they had scrubbed the launch a couple of times for weather, and yeah. then like there was a door issue. Um, but when you finally get in there, and then the engines fire, it's just like, oh shit, no going back. You know. I think that yeah. there probably is an instant of that feeling. Yeah. Or like this is. Because there are like even in the most recent one, there's there's scrubs, there's different tries, there's different weather conditions, and yeah, yeah, you never know when it like yeah. it it could happen. It it always could happen. And that yeah. that thought, I think, would I, I agree would flash for a quick second. It's crazy though, like <clears throat> the amount of people that were pushing for not launching on mm-hmm. that day, and the people who made the decision to go through with everything. I mean, just think about that, like being on the you know obviously they they, a lot of the people that were part of the decision not to do it or part of the i guess they were you know trying to get them not to do it um you know they're interviewed on the whole show so it's interesting to hear their perspective because they obviously knew that there was a definite risk in general even if the weather wasn't the way it was right and all that kind of stuff i didn't even know like when i was little and i heard about that story i never Mm -hmm. heard of like you just don't know you're like oh there was an accident or something like that but then you you read you or you you know watch something like this and it really gives kind of the bigger picture as far as uh you know what what actually was going on that kind of thing and that kind of stuff happened even with Apollo you know going up like those those launches they there were all sorts of stuff like if you watch even more so yeah yeah, yeah. The, you know the Apollo eleven documentary mm-hmm. uh, I think I think CNN Films did it yep and uh, you know there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I didn't even know about that was go that were going on. Um, with you know just random just maintenance stuff that were just popping up left and right before right before the launch that that they were working on so that stuff can happen all the time but you know yeah yeah and it's the nerves of like getting out there on the launch pad you're all ready to go and then it gets scrubbed and then gets scrubbed again like i gotta think at a certain point you're like this isn't just it's never gonna really actually happen and then all of a sudden those rockets ignite and you're like oh oh shit it's happening (laughs) yeah definitely it's yeah and and i think it's downplayed on tv or youtube you know whatever you're watching it on when they do scrub you know they're showing these guys sitting there and they're 
they yeah. they they had their last little button that they could flip as as to say like I'm not ready for this or I don't feel prepared to do this on this particular day. But they said you know switch up, we're good. It's all on you guys now. Hit the yeah. button when you're ready. And um, at, you know at the countdown, uh, and then and then it gets scrubbed on TV. They're like, oh well, it's uh, been scrubbed because they've been leading it up to it for forever, right? You know. And I know the astronauts are hearing that in their ear, like, okay, the weather's not looking good pretty high probability but but in the back of their mind they're still like hey, we've gone yeah. this long it could yeah. go you know well then just that's the thing it's like what are the odds like a disaster like that happening but i mean that's the thing it's like as an outsider you look at that and you're like what are the odds of that happening out of all the launches they've done and then you listen to the other part of the whole show and it's all the people that knew that there were a lot of things going wrong and in testing and all that kind of stuff or previous launches and all that. So it's just, yeah, I don't know, kind of makes the, makes you different just, perspective it, on the definitely a, a sad documentary. That's I mean, what I, yeah. yeah, you know, sitting there, it wasn't, wasn't easy to watch because you, you know, I wasn't even alive at the time, but still the whole situation story in general is, is pretty bad, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's something that I think it does a good job of presenting this this new information that maybe you haven't heard of or seen of as like just a general uh, member of society, unless you were like involved in the situation, um, working at NASA or something. It introduces that, but it also keeps it, it keeps in mind that of course this is a somber event, um, and it balances that fairly well. You know, it it's not uh, it's a very well made documentary, yeah, but it is sad just inherently. It's- Sad as it was, it was a phenomenal documentary, you know, something that everybody that, you know, follows space travel should invest a few hours into listening to it. And for sure, um, you know, kind of bring out the positive of how it was done rather than yeah the sadness of the story. Yeah. And there's definitely something to be said about that. And, and the fact that it's, you know, keeping eyes it's keeping awareness to space travel and you know, that, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It does a good overall job of presenting the risk, but also somehow celebrating um, it, celebrating what it is to really do, um, what they do just to go into space. You know, I think it really celebrates the, uh, the whole process that they had that they, they took to actually bring up a teacher and like mm-hmm. uh, that whole process of, you know, how many steps they went through, how many groups they went through just to get to the one person they chose mm-hmm. uh, and the kind of person that they chose too. It wasn't just any, anybody. So, I mean, it took a long time to go through that process and it was a, or it's a really good story and unfortunately ended up a little pear shaped. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it's one of those things where you look at space travel into the future, uh, where we're at now. And I think it is somewhat natural to assume there's less risk because I think that there probably actually is a lot yeah. less. Like, although think, the goals are higher too. Yeah, true, exactly. Yeah. So it probably balances out. But as far as like watching a launch, you know, we were speaking on earlier about watching these guys on the Falcon Nine launch. Inherently, we're assuming there's probably less risk. I think that probably is true to an extent, where they're in much better technology and all that. So there is something to look forward to from. You know, as sad as it was, um, maybe past failures in equipment, mm-hmm. um, things that they've learned, uh, just like in the Apollo missions when you brought that up with yeah. Apollo 1. Yep. Um, 
the the goal was ultimately achieved, even though it was a, a really challenging challenging situation. The goal of Apollo was to land on the moon, and they they eventually did it. Right. So you look at that kind of now, even in the space shuttle, leading into advancements in the ISS, and now um, into interplanetary travel. It, the ultimate goal is to land men or and women on the Mars on Mars or on the moon again. Those types of big goals. There's going to be challenges there, but yeah. they'll, they'll get there. And it, overall, you know, a program like this brings attention, keeps attention on space travel. Yeah, know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 one more well-made thing that just keeps people's minds on that side of. I don't know humanity. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess any attention's good attention. Yeah, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing. So right. any any bit of support you can get, the better. So yeah, but you know, I think with all that said, we we want to just kind of bring it back down, talk about what we have kind of going on here, which is this upcoming weekend. Uh, we prefaced it a little bit earlier, um, but just to touch on it again is kind of something that's going to be fun in, in which we're doing this underground man race, which is going to be kind of more of a small casual. casual. It's not really like calling it a race is probably giving it too much credit, but a race um, in that you have to complete 15 yeah. laps get, or, get through or, with it or just stop. You can, you can <laughs> yeah, do like or five. just take a permanent beer break. Yeah. It's just a race in which you get to pick where the finish is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that coming up is going to be a lot of fun. And what we thought would be kind of cool would be to bring you some footage for the second half of episode 37, still within the month of October, um, from Underground Man. Whether it's kind of the prepping of Underground Man the day of or uh, during Underground Man after, at the um, kind of little after get-together we're going to do. <clears throat> we'll give you some content for that event because it it's, it's the first event that Eclipse on Tap has put hosted their name on, so yeah. to speak, our name on. Yeah. Um, even though it's casual, super local, just kind of friends who are around, it still feels like, uh, you know, it's ours. Like, it's ours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, uh, and it might grow into something bigger. So it, to me, it does feel very eventful. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. so it's going to be nice to be able to transition the second half into giving our listeners a post con- ride. Exactly. Synopsis. So yeah, we'll lead right into that. Yeah. And, um, See where it'll it takes be, us. It'll be yeah. good. Yeah. Rest your legs, boys. Welcome back to episode 37. This will be the Underground Man recap. But before we recap it, we uh, want to introduce a couple delicious looking beers from our good friends at Ecliptic. Uh, that recently had their seventh anniversary, their seventh orbit around the sun, they call it. And they were kind enough to send us two beers. Nathan, you want to give us the rundown on that one? I would love to. Seventh orbit, 07. 07. 07, baby. 07. It's a good uh, year. Seventh orbit is their anniversary release. It's a raspberry golden ale. Let me get my mic here. Uh, raspberry golden ale with chocolate. Mm. So I hope you boys had dinner because this is dessert. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a, a decadent beer. Yeah, does it have a uh, yeah. flavor notes? Raspberries, along with Enigma and Ariana hops, blend perfectly with a touch of chocolate in a smooth golden ale. Classification: Golden ale brewed with raspberries and chocolate. Um, I think right here is the ABV on uh, the right underneath the 07. Oh yeah, uh, 
Ooh, eight, eight 8.0, boys. All right. IBUs is 20. Yeah. Seventh orbit, here. 8 ABV. It's a good one. Yeah. So thank you very much to uh, John Harris and Colette Becker at Ecliptic for sending us these beers. Um, and cheers to seven years in business. That's uh, pretty, yeah. pretty Congrats cool. Congrats to That's them. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome, yeah. And that, I very cool to, artwork, too. Yeah. We get, uh, you know, they, they get a little diagram here, Ecliptic Brewing, Portland, Oregon. Yep. Earth. Yeah. Earth. <laughs> yeah. Established 2013. Uh, and then they, they've got like Sol, Mercurius, Venus, and Earth. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the front the, is very, it's like almost 3D looking. Yeah, it's like yeah. holographic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The label, they, they always hit the label, the, the nail on the head every single time they make one of these labels. I like it. Crack it. Yeah. Cheers, John, Colette. Big cheers. Cheers to you. Looking forward to the, this one. A little squirt there. And you, Shot you right in the eye. Yeah. Shot me in the eye. All the way from Portland, Oregon to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ooh, it looks, uh, it was a golden ale, right, you said? Yeah. With chocolate. And raspberry. You can mm. you can definitely, uh, just based on the pour there, you can tell there's raspberry in it. Yeah. Yeah, it has a little bit of a pink hue. It looks great. And yeah, um, yeah the other one uh, we'll introduce after, but it's uh, uh, one of their Cosmic Collaboration beers, which will be a, a, another tasty one, no doubt. Yet another collaboration. We'll uh, we'll talk about that one here in a minute, but let's get to tasting. Up here, Deo, Devo. Thank you. You bet. All right. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, ecliptic. Cheers, ecliptic. To seven orbits. Waiting for the chocolate. There it is. It's oh, at yeah. the end. At the finish, it's good. Yeah, it is good. It's real good. You can tell it's like good chocolate too. Mm-hmm. It's like dark chocolate almost. Yeah, like cacao or whatever they call it. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. It's really good. Very good. Um, definitely, definitely a good dessert. And not mm. uh, not overly bearing on the uh, raspberry or the chocolate. I like how you can still taste the hops very clearly. It's not like a, just this overly sweet, like sticky, you know, dessert beer. It's yeah. uh, drinkable still. So Very good. I and like Matt, Matt's rocking the new Ecliptic yeah. Brewing seventh orbit shirt yeah big shout out to a good friend of the podcast good friend of mine adam he uh he sent me this shirt because he he lives in portland he's the one that introduced us to ecliptic in the first place and he was there saw the their seventh anniversary shirt it's cool black and white tie-dye with um with a cool little label too or uh, design i should say yeah yeah very nice that's awesome on the back, it has all the beers they brewed uh, for the that year, the last year, which is oh. kind of cool. And so, can you can you order those shirts online? Think, though? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think you can. So, yeah. so yeah, I was surprised to get that in the mail. And um, so yeah, big shout out to Adam. Thank you very much I think for I'll be, sending that. Yeah, I'll be placing the order. Yeah, you uh, <coughs> came up too short, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, but yeah, big cheers to seven years. It's a that's a that's a milestone in the craft beer industry. You know, a lot of Hell places, yeah. especially it, surviving these times. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. they've had a lot of really creative um, ideas during this strange time, as far as you know, uh, offering takeout to go orders and things like that when things were really bad, um, and then now slowly kind of transitioning back into a safe opening. They've right. uh, really done it well. It looks like from their Instagram. Um, I'll be looking forward to going there someday. Yeah, yeah I mean. Like Once we, travel is a thing again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at just uh, like we've mentioned before, going going to their website and all that. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool website. I mean, they, they everything about it they have set up is just it draws you in. It, it, it's a very unique, um, I guess, theme that they have going with all the space beers and all that. And then I'm sure they will stick to that. Um, but 
there's nothing like it really yeah. i mean yeah. nationally you you look around i mean this is the probably the most unique space themed uh brewery that we we have in the states so yeah, yeah. there's a lot of space themed beers you know places will do the one-off stuff and we featured some of those along the way over the last three years on the podcast but this is the one brewery that really goes all in on the space um and if you go back to our episode where we interviewed john harris um you get a feel for for his passion for space and he was um someone who's been in the craft beer industry he's kind of a legend in the craft beer world in in the oregon in the state of oregon and he has always been an avid astronomer uh you know like a amateur astronomer with telescopes and he just decided that in kind of his in the twilight of his career he was going to do his own thing mm-hmm. he, he didn't in he, it's obviously extremely successful so really cool he's a badass yeah, yeah he is yeah yeah good dude yeah good dude and hopefully i hopefully and uh, we can visit at some point like we said but this can is a piece of art like yeah, it it, it's one of those that you like empty out and uh, throw it up uh, in, in the shelf and put it yeah. on display yeah, yeah. They, they take the marketing seriously and that's uh that's a shout out to colette and her team um you know the, with the way that they even market things on their social media is really cool uh it's everything is just well thought out um with what they do whether yeah. it's the shirts the hat you know whatever it is i've saved all the collaboration bottles that we've gotten from them so they're up, up in our, our cupboard here so yeah we can break them out someday and show them all off maybe show them off yeah yeah give you a little bit more here matt yeah that goes down easy <laughs> but uh transitioning in you know to the tail half of this episode 37 we wanted to to come back at this later date uh in the month of october post underground man you know we let it up um over the last two episodes maybe definitely in the first half of this one um gave it a, a big introduction but then the event occurred on october 24th for those that don't know uh there's a big point-to-point mountain bike race in Traverse City every year, every November called Iceman, Iceman Cometh Challenge. And it is the, it's, isn't the largest uh, point-to-point in the yeah. States? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. So they, like they get, yeah. Damn near, what, 6,000 people? Yeah, five or 6,000 people, participants, and then big after party and all that, obviously with the situation um, that was uh, going to get canceled. And so that's always our season-ending event yeah. for our crew. Yeah. And uh, we figured, well, let's, host our own little like hyper local small spread out you know no issues with um gathering a a large group of people together at our at our underground trail that we've talked about a lot and it was successful it was a lot of fun it was it was really hard well the the day itself was was as good as it was going to get for this time of year like like not a cloud in the sky i mean it was a little bit chilly but other than that it was it was awesome temperature out awesome riding weather yep we had the course primed matt made signs for it yeah there's yep. grab the sign you yeah. should yep. i brought it in to, to show off we had uh we, we blew off everything too or you did uh the morning yeah. of and we uh we cleaned it up a little bit and it was we had a little bit of rain you know going we had a into lot it. of bit of rain yeah a yeah. lot of bit of rain <laughs> that, but. the weekend leading up but yeah that's the sign um had a little shout out there to of course our podcast and then our crew, we kind of call ourselves the Underground Coalition because led by Nathan, goes out there, does the trail maintenance, trims up the um, the trail, gets it blown off, making making it a, a very very well maintained trail. It's yeah. really become something special. Yeah, and it's um so yeah that that was like our our season ending event October twenty fourth just this last weekend, and the Iceman point to point is usually right around thirty miles. So we were like, well, it's okay, it's a two mile lap about at Underground. Let's do 15 laps. It's all single track, though. Iceman 
kind of single track and i'd say it's almost half and half single track and two track i would even say more heavy on the like two track and yeah. fire roads and that kind of thing yeah that's yeah. why it, the iceman tends to be a, a mountain bike race that a lot of actual road cyclists or converted road cyclists that have just gotten into mountain biking are really do well at yeah because of the open roads but there are single track sections this was 100 percent single track which made it extremely difficult Oh yeah, and my, my back still hasn't forgiven me. Yeah, I was yeah. like crippled Sunday. It was, I was, <laughs> was absolutely terrible. shattered. You don't really get. I mean, we've talked about. It, you don't really get a break in the underground. Like no. you get maybe <sighs> like one break, and it's for like ten seconds at yeah. most. And then for the, for the rest, the remainder of the time, you're turning constantly. You're you're going up punchy little little climbs, not really climbs, but little punchy little hills, and yeah, it's it's decently rooted you know there's there's some sections where you're bouncing around quite a bit yeah you can't relax you're constantly accelerating or cornering or you know there's there's no reprieve really it's the kind of place that even on lap one your heart rate's going to jump up pretty high and it's probably going to stay there for the whole time right you know it's going to be you you might settle in i think i settled in three or four laps in got my heart rate under control but even (laughs) even we started drinking (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and and it wasn't you know meant to be like a, it was meant to be like an event, not yeah. really a race. But let me tell you what, folks, I bonked so hard. <laughs> I did too. It was, I, it was like no uh, shame. Yeah, no shame. No shame. But it was, we, we uh, about lap nine, ten, we had a shot of whiskey. Yeah. And I, that's I downed the, two Coors Lights during the race. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's part what, of my hydration plan. That that's uh, that's what kind of got me. And the fact that we, you know, you woke up and the the thing is the time of day that we had at noon, it was tricky. You had to time the nutrition right, and we—I can't we really did. say that I timed the nutrition quite right. I did not either. It was—it uh, was kind of. Uh, uh, I had a couple of goos with me. We had some Floyd's uh, CBD gems, yeah, um, and and beer and whiskey, and that's and was, about all we brought with us <laughs> to the underground for two and a half hours. Yeah, but. underground man, twenty twenty one. I think we'll need some snacks out there because <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think. Um, at lap five, uh, well, yeah, I guess to introduce, w- one of the things that was fun about it is that we had, it, in it being a circuit, two-mile lap, yeah. um, the race chaser dad, Julia, Lindsay, were all out there kind of cheering us on. Your dad had the lap counter, which was absolutely required. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't I, have had a clue what <laughs> lap I was on. He, he did a great job with that. Had, he had the cowbell out there. It was it made the event really fun, and yeah. it, it felt like, you know, this was just our little thing. There was probably maybe 10 or 12 people that did it. Well, that, that but, was the funny thing is, like, we put it out on social media, so we had a bunch of people interested. Yeah. We didn't know if we were going to get 40 people or four, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, we were, like, rolling out there, and, and a lot of people kind of trickled in and out. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. The fun part about it is, you know, people – it wasn't meant to be like the serious race thing where people were going to get times and awards. And it was just something to do as a nice season ending yeah. highlight. Yeah. And get it, all it, the boys together just girls, to do something whatever. like it was, yeah, yeah we, we didn't really have anything all year, you know? No. So. Yeah. Other than Grattan, this was our thing and, um, it turned out really well. So having that little station there was a lot of fun. That was where the, uh, uh, the cheering was going on. And then of course the, the whiskey pouring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think at lap five, I had a shot of whiskey, so pretty early. <laughs> yeah, I, it might have been around five actually, yeah. which makes sense now. I mean, <laughs> I blacked out pretty much. But the cool thing is, is that we had, you know, we we positioned obviously like the underground. You can be, you know, on one end of the underground, 
and still see the other end basically. I mean, from yeah. where you are from the railroad tracks to, um, you know, the main road that you enter on, you can see everything across, um, which made it kind of cool. Like where we had the start finish, you could, you pass the start finish, start finish quote unquote. Yeah. And then you, the lap get, counter. Yeah. You get past the lap counter. And then after about, you know, another two minutes, you actually loop back around and you're right by them again. So you, yeah. we had some people heckling a little bit. Um, yeah. We had know, my dad well, and everybody, but, uh, Speaking of Gratton, we had Brian Obermeyer out there. He put together yep. a sweet video that he we did. posted on our social media. Yep, I just posted it up on the um, on the Instagram. He sent me that raw file. I was able to download it and post it on our Instagram page um, with a little description of what we were doing. You know, because when you see the sign, obviously you don't really know what it is. So I gave like a little blurb as as it as to what it was that we were trying to do. And then uh, yeah, he put together a really cool video. Yeah, with some like ESPN style. I don't know what you call it, tether, where yeah, the camera's yeah. going down on the yeah, tether. Yeah, he, he had a whole, like, zip line set up for his camera. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. There's some pretty legit shots. Yeah. For as unlegit as the ride I was. I was going to say, way more legit than the ride was. It makes or it any of us. It makes it, yeah, we're all kitted up in our in our uh, totality edition Eclipse on Tap kit, and yeah, we look we look cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rob Mendering, who's on the totality kit, was out yep. there taking professional photos he took some really nice photos very unprofessional race yeah so shout out to rob i mean when you look at his photos you're like people probably be like oh damn like what i miss well i mean if 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 we do want to turn that into anything big i was looking like he posts the photo and he gets you know hundreds of people like commenting on it and everything and then we we posted and we had like four likes he's got a big following i mean he's a super talented photographer and around this scene really i guess statewide up included he's the dude for, he's the guy for cycling yeah. photos he's a very talented sports he, photographer yeah. cycling mostly but he scared me a couple times like I, I was riding around like and and this is the at the point in time where i was like kind of like just chugging along already had my shot of whiskey was kind of like just you know mindlessly riding through the underground and he was like buried in the leaves somewhere and all yeah. of a sudden like out of the middle of nowhere like shit there he is <laughs> yeah I, yeah it pops out i hope, yeah. I, I, hope I look good but yeah, he gets cool shots, though, because he really does, get, like, super low with that lens. and he'll, yeah, like, like wide-angle Yeah, lens. pointed off yeah. the ground almost, so it makes your, uh, the front tire look like this mat. It's just cool. The perspective of yeah. his shots are creative and well done. Yeah. So, big shout-out to him. And then uh, Lindsay took a bunch of cool photos, yeah. too, some cool yeah. videos. So, we had a, a lot of um, things to remember the event by. Yeah, um, I, I think everybody had fun. It was, like... I don't know. We it's we're in a time where we need something like that where it's like it doesn't need to be like a Iceman type race. It just needs to be like let's just go have fun on a Saturday afternoon and yeah. you know. Yeah, drink some a, beers and we had an after party at my house. Yep. Yep. Just yeah. Some sense of normal like fall life. Yeah, you know? it, and it was like perfect the perfect thing cuz like like we said, I mean, it, with it being hyper local and pretty much just our our close friends it, it's not like we had this massive group of people there. It was all, we could control it very easily and make it how we wanted it to be. And um, I think that's what was most fun. Right. When yeah. you look back at the video, you're like, it's actually pretty cool, like what we did um, to, to make it happen. We put out some the signs, of course, and then put up some tape in different areas to kind of make it feel like a little more official. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah. And then you were out there cleaning up yeah. the following day and, and we had guys commenting about it. Yep. All the, the signs were out there still. Yeah, we left the signs up overnight and then I went out there probably at nine, 9 or so the next morning and uh, 
I was sore. I was very sore. <laughs> I was absolutely shattered that evening. I mean, I was so tired. But it was the quietest I've ever like experienced <laughs> yeah. you ever. Was so after that tired. ride, like you just went zombie mode. Yeah, I think. I mean, I bonked. I for sure bonked with. It was kind of funny actually because I came around the start finish line or whatever lap counter, and I had uh, five to go. Mm. So I'm like, all right, lap ten. Typically, if we ride out there, we're gonna be doing like five to seven laps. So I'm like, all right, we're we're entering new territory here. Yeah, this is the furthest I've ridden out here, but I think I have like a nice little second wind. Mm-hmm. I felt good, and um, get through that next lap, eleven, twelve. Okay, get to lap thirteen, and I'm like, oh man, that's when here I it comes. I didn't have any food. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm like, I need some sort of carbs, some sort of sugar. So I was like, Julia hand me a Coors Light. It was like one of those 16 ounce screw top ones. Hell I just, yeah. I chugged it. I just chugged the whole thing. And then yeah. I, w- I was drunk that next lap. Yeah. <laughs> I felt drunk, you know, <laughs> even just with that one beer because your body is totally exhausted of all of its glycogen or whatever. You're, you're totally yeah. screwed. So yeah. you're getting that sugar, but you're also getting that 4% alcohol that a Coors Light yeah. has. And, and so yeah, lap So you 13. tap the Rockies is what you say. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I mean... I, I crossed, I mean, like the line a couple of times and I, it was, we had, yeah, I chugged a beer. I, I think I, I probably had at least two to three beers, but like every time you did it, like I was like, oh, I feel better now. And like I do one yeah. lap and I'd feel okay. And then I'd get to the start finish again and I'd be like, oh, I should feel like shit again. <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> like you get it only that, lasts like one lap, but you, yeah, you get the instant boost of that sugar from the beer, the carbs, and then a little buzz from the alcohol and you're like cruising. I was <laughs> totally on the same and I, like. I think, you know, you're getting dehydrated at that point and the Coors Light just tastes good. You know, it's like, it's like drinking water. Yeah. So you get like a little boost of energy plus a little hydration and it, it, I became dependent on the last like four <laughs> laps. Yeah. yeah. Stopping to chug a half of Coors Light just to get me around to get another lap. Well, yeah, with two to go, there was no beer. Uh, at the time, I crossed the line, and Julia's like, there's no beer left. Nathan drank the last Coors Light. I'm like, damn it. And so I got through like the first section, and then I got to the point where I met back up with the start-finish again. And uh, after like the first little bit there, and Julia comes around, and she's like, I found a natty light. I found a natty. So she comes, or uh, it's it was been a bush buried or something. in the woods for four years. It was like a, it was a bush. I think she found a bush or something like yeah. that out of your cooler. Um, she yeah. ran across the trail and like met me on one of the hairpins. Yeah, and I stopped, and that's the photo of uh, Mike. Mike uh, passing me back, and yeah. and I'm like stopped, like just downing this beer. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. a it's yeah. a great photo but with two to go. And it honestly, I had that little bit got me through that lap, and then the last lap, I was like half the speed of smell it was terrible yeah when i hit lap 13 i I knew i was in for for a tough one for the 14th lap and then i I was like all right maybe the 15th one i can just willpower this through you know kind of just get this over with and it was i i was getting tunnel vision i was bonked as hard as i've ever bonked it was hard like and we all thought it was hard everybody in general you can get tunnel vision in because you're just constantly again it's like constantly left right up down yeah and you just start getting tunnel vision on it let alone doing 15 laps at, you know, we were going a pretty good pace. Yeah, it, yeah, we were. I mean, it wasn't all out, but it was... It was hard. We were chugging. Yeah, it was one of those things, too, where I <laughs> I remember on the last lap and then the next day um, going out there and cleaning up, thinking there on the last lap, you know, we've ridden hundreds and hundreds of laps out there, but on that last lap, because I was so shattered, like, it, everything looked different. Like, yeah. I'm like, I had no... I, like, kind of was disoriented. Yeah. There's certain parts of the trail where I was like... 
I don't really remember this. Well, <laughs> yeah. you're not even like thinking about it. Your your body's just doing it. Yeah, because it's just on just, autopilot. Yeah. yeah, I was, and I know like there were a few others that said the same thing. Like when we said that it was harder than Iceman, we're not kidding. And this is from coming from we. You know, we ride there a lot. We ride, and it's not like I think we're all in decent shape. You know, it's like yeah. it was hard. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But decent. but I mean, it's not like we were. You know, we we know that trail well. We're conditioned to that trail. Yeah. And. And even with all that said, it was still very challenging, but in a good way. I think it was one of those things, like we said, if we do it again, we just maybe keep it 15. It's We know it's going to be hard. Yeah. But Bring it's just pizza. It's, it gives it that epic Seriously, factor. Call like Hungry Howie's for delivery at lap well, 10. One thing I'm going to do is just bring like a like one cooler dedicated to water because that's the thing is I had like one bottle with me and then I had one spare oh, bottle. Oh, you only brought one? Oh, I had two bottles, but I had one on my bike the whole time that I finish that one it was like a bigger bottle mm-hmm. and then I, my plan was to ditch that and grab the other bottle but it's so hard in there to drink anything really yeah. except for like those that you ones. Got like two or three spots that you can quick grab a swig and that's it yeah yeah so it, it it there really isn't you know like it you know where we're, we're used to with uh you know a longer mountain bike ride like that like the uh uh, Iceman where it's like you get two track and you can chill for a minute and you got some downhills you can just you know take a swig that aren't they aren't Recover. bumpy and they're not you know you're not you know having to turn your bike constantly where to the point where you can't take a drink kind of thing but yeah it, w- it was great it was a great event it was a learning experience yeah but I think everybody had a good time oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. the after absolutely. party was a blast I yep. mean we got a good rip and fire going in the backyard Lots I was dead good. to the world, but yeah, lots I was food. I was a little bit dead on the. I, on the I, party. I absolutely was, but I got some food in me, and then I had like that surge of energy, but then that kind of after meal sleepiness, and then I went and got some Twizzlers, <laughs> <laughs> and I crushed those, got a little sugar buzz, and then I was done. Yeah, I was dead. So, but yeah. Anyway, the the next day cleaning up out there. Um, I saw a guy riding his fat bike and of course he saw the signs and I'm, I'm going around. I have the signs in my hand as I'm going through. There's about 10 of them out there. And I get to a point where uh, he sees me with the signs and he said, Hey, I, you know, given that you're carrying those signs around, you, you must have something to do with, like with this trail or the upkeep. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, technically uh, I'm the assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I said, assistant. yeah, my, uh, my brother's-in-law and I, and, and our, in our group of friends kind of, um, maintain this trail. I told him he was on one of the newer sections that we cut this summer. And, um, I was talking to him about it. He said he, he actually lives in the area, but he hadn't been out there in 10 or so years. Oh, really? So, yeah. The last time he was out there, it was, you know, in disarray. Uh, yeah. there's the remnants of, uh, what used to, well, it's now kind of refurbished, but at the time, kind of the remnants of like a BMX jump park, dirt jumping and through the center of that trail. And he's like, that's what I re- remember from this. But he had a friend in a mountain biking friend in Granville of all places. Like not, you know, that's kind of in the greater Grand Rapids area, but not close. Mm-mm. It's not like it's, yeah. you can ride right up to the underground from there. He's like, yeah, my buddy from Granville was like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They, they redid it. He just kept saying they, I'm like, yeah, that, that was, uh, that's, us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, it was cool to hear. It's really official. <laughs> we redid yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But when he kept saying they, it was almost like he, he was implying that there's, you know, some sort of organization that yeah that does this that like keeps it up like I, well, no this is just us with rakes well it's a, the underground yeah coalition. I was gonna say the underground co- coalition uh, I mean we have a there. logo so yeah but but he was uh, very kind with his words he said um, he's actually a professional landscape architect so he builds um, you know land like rock structures in people's yards and things mm-hmm. like that or whatever he said 
that this trail in his mind in the greater Grand Rapids area is the best trail. He's as far as like design and flowiness and ability to just hop on. If you want to just do a couple laps and make it short, you can, you know, you're not going to get stuck out in the woods where you are. Um, you're kind of in it, you know, you're in it for the long haul at some of these trails because yeah. the lap is a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. You're Here, not out there for 10 miles. You yeah, know? Yeah. You can escape the trail. If you quick need little to. rip. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He, he was very kind with his words and, uh, so I think that was worth worth bringing up on the podcast just to kind of wrap up the event because we really, yeah, I don't know. I was just going to say, like, overall, you know, we were out there on Wednesday again just doing yep. a little ride. That place, I've never seen it as busy as it is. Yeah. Like, when I started working on it, I don't know, six years ago, mm-hmm. it was, to, to this guy's point, I mean, it was overgrown. Like, I could tell that people would, like, probably ride it but i think a lot of it was just like running or runners or whatever and there was sections where you, i mean you'd ride through and you just get thrashed with thorns and this mm-hmm. and that and then this year i mean granted I, I ride there all the time you guys ride there all the time yeah. but the trail is so well worn in and it, it's just got such a good flow to it the way that we've kind of modified it that um you know there's there's so many guys like us that live in a city that don't necessarily have the time to go out to a, you know, a ski hill or wherever to go ride. It's a very com- convenient place to you know, just get a quick rip. You, you're, you're still riding your mountain bike. You're not battling traffic. It, it's just, yeah, it's it, perfect. For it us. it, it yeah. literally is perfect. And it's one of those things like anybody that rides mountain bikes knows if you're going to go ride a trail like Luton or Cannonsburg, any of the ones, if people are from around here and they know those names, if you're not, within walking distance of it, you're packing up your car, you're yeah. packing up your, it's, it's like almost a full morning event on a Saturday or something you get out there at nine and you're going to be there till noon. It's, it takes like half your day almost. Yeah. Um, or you can do it in an evening of course, but, but this is just uh this is prime. So it was a nice place or a nice event to kind of show off the underground. I think everyone that rode it with a, that rode the event with us kind of has been out there a lot, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what we, you know, if we do it again next year just for something fun. I don't think we, I don't think it needs to be like a big thing, but. No, yeah. no, it's just, I mean, I think again, people, even yeah. if things are back to normal, it's just kind of a fun afternoon like event. Yeah. You know, I would just go out there, plan, like plan a, you know, uh, some type of after party, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, like what we did this year, just fires and beers and everybody bring a dish to pass, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun, fun time. We, and I, yeah. yeah. We may, well, maybe we change the date too, like we talked yeah. about doing it like beginning of October. And then yeah. that way, if things are back to normal, Iceman happens and it's a month away from Iceman. You can go test your Iceman uh, endurance out there. But yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> You're going to need yeah. like a month to recover. For yeah. Iceman. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea though, because the, the weekend we did it is normally a, a race in, at Crystal Mountain and um, called Peak to Peak. And so... That's a big tune-up race for Iceman. Iceman being the first weekend in November, though, it'd be kind of cool to do it the first weekend in October, like you said, and um, just make it a thing. Um, yeah, and I think before, I think the reason we're, we've been seeing so many people out there is just because, like, when you and I started riding out there, you rode out there before I even got out there, um, you know, a couple of years ago, a handful of years ago, but... I mean, the place was a, it wasn't, there was no variety. I mean, it was no. like you kind of rode around the main sections that are out there that have been there for a long time. About Obviously, we're, we're there. But then a lot of the extra stuff, even before we added the two new sections that mm-hmm. add a good distance to it and add more variety, 
you know, before that was there, it was more like a straight shot down the hill and then you kind of like, there wasn't really uh, a ton of uh, distance to it. I mean, it was maybe a half mile at that point in time, but I think people are pretty, pretty impressed with, you know, just the stuff that we've uh, packed a lot into a little area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and we'll, we'll stop patting our backs on this, but um, I did get a nice message from Rick Plight, who's, I mean, he puts on Barrier Bay, which is like, you know, the biggest gravel race that Michigan has, definitely. In and, the region, and yeah. Definitely one of the biggest in the country. Just saying, and he's he's a big trail builder in the area. Just saying how nice of a trail it is, how good of a flow it's got, you know, kind of the, that it, it's a hidden little gem that yeah. we have. It's a diamond in the rough, so to speak. And not, not like, it's just in a city center area. And you've got this little, what would you say, maybe. 10 or 15 acre patch of woods yeah. there. It's not I, a lot. Yeah, it can't be more than like 15 acres. Yeah, and we've packed in this very windy, uh, yeah. making the most of the space, and uh, it's turned out cool. So yeah, We'll but, be back for sure. Yeah. Underground, Underground Man will be back. Underground Man. Or maybe we re, rename it since Iceman will be back. I don't yeah. Know. The under, <laughs> underground man epic. <laughs> it is kind of funny that it's underground man. Shorten it possibly. Because <laughs> yeah. the uh, it it obviously is a, a playoff of Iceman, so so yeah. that kind of gives it that fun like like people that know what Iceman is, you know, get yeah. maybe a good laugh out of that. Yeah. yeah. So, but check out the video again. It's on Instagram. Big shout out to Brian. Um, I think it does a great job of capturing the essence of the event. It's you know it's it's got like. It kind of shows it was a difficult event, but it has some of the fun parts too, where we're drinking beer and yeah, taking a shot of whiskey at at lap five. And that's yeah. the end of the video is me taking a swig of a course light. <laughs> yeah. The very end of the video is just me like stopping at the start finish, like <laughs> like pulling a twist off bottle open and yeah, yeah, just just refreshing yourself. Just gotta yep. do it. Yep. Gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of refreshing it. ourselves, yeah. Let's introduce this second one. You want to do this one, David, or you want me to do? Yeah, it? I can do it. Yeah. We have a we got an opener. Yeah, we do a glass bottle. So another cosmic collaboration. This, um, before I open it, let's do. Uh, it's got a nice write up on the side of it. So it's a Pinot Noir barrel aged Belgian style golden ale with ecliptic brewing in Russian River. Um, it's microbrewed Sonoma County Russian River brewing. Pretty cool. Um, and we got on the side here, in collaboration with Russian River Brewing Company, this Belgian-style golden ale, aged for 11 months in Pinot Noir barrels with, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Do you know how to, Bretano, It's French. Oh, Bretanomyces. Bretanomyces. Wow, okay. The result is slightly tart, fruity, yet wild, complex beer. What's Pretty it cool. weighing at? Um, let's see here. I think it's similar. 8.3%. Yeah. So All similar right, so. to the first. Nice. Yep. Russian River is so. uh, a big name out there. Crack it open. Out there in California. They make Pliny the Elder, which is consistently a top one or two uh, beer in the uh, in the country. Usually it's like two-hearted. Bell's two-hearted Ooh. versus uh, Russian River is Pliny the Elder. So this has uh, some good pedigree built into it between Ecliptic, John Harris, of course, and then the folks at Russian River. This is going to be a good Can one. Can we get Russian River here? I don't think I've ever no. seen them. No, you can't yeah. get it here. Okay. Yeah, Pliny the Elder is one of those beers. It's funny, like, folks out there, though, like, they, if you talk to people in this area and you were like, oh, I have Pliny the Elder, people would be like, oh, shit, like, yeah, that, like, I, I want to get my hands on some. Yeah. It's hard to find. Out there, though, it's the same with Two-Hearted. 
Yeah. Like they're they're like, oh, you have two hearted, you know, we we can get it lit at a gas station. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of funny. But uh, but cheers to Ecliptic and Russian River on their collaboration. This sounds great. Pinot Noir barrel, probably my favorite yeah. kind of wine. So, cheers, cheers, boys. Hmm, that is my jam. Oh, I've been into sours lately, and that that just it's got a little bit of tart. tart. Yeah, yeah, got some tart at the end. Yeah, yeah. The Brutanomyces is like a, I think it's a type of yeast or bacteria in the beer that gives it this effervescence and this sour kind of funky flavor. Um, so a lot of sour beers are brewed with Brutanomyces, and um, this is definitely right up in that same category. That's so good. Yeah, very good. Light but tart. Like I would never think this is eight percent. No. Very tasty. Num, num, num. I, lo- the, I love this one, actually. This is yeah. this might be my favorite that I've had from Ecliptic. Yeah. Really, really good. And awesome bottle, too. Um, I kind of got the uh, the classic, well, at least what we know now as the classic cosmic collaboration. Yeah. Two astronauts cheersing their beers with the, the beer flowing out anti-gravity style. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. I'd love to meet whoever draws that art. Yeah. Wonder if it uh, is someone on their staff or maybe they contract it out. But it is legit. They are uh, they're they're really going with these collaborations. It seems like they they're doing one we like get once them. a month or every other month, really. Yeah. We got to get them and Broadleaf together. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean that that it just only makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we're. It would yeah, be yeah. it'd be so much fun if they if they did a a collab, um, the two of them. Yeah. And they, they, I think in, in most cases, I don't know if Ecliptic goes to Russian River and brews it or vice versa. I, maybe they do a little bit of both. Like I know a couple, was it last winter? They sent us one. They actually did a collaboration with Bells. Mm, yep. And the guy from Bells, not Larry Bell, but one of their head brewers went out to Portland and brewed the beer with them. And they had like a big event for it. Um, Ward, that, that Ward would good. be all about that. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I think yeah. he, he's when he saw that we had ecliptic brewing as a part of kind of what we do, um, he was excited to see that he knew the name, yeah. you, know, you know, that they're, they're well known in the, in the brewing industry for really producing high quality stuff. So yeah, you could do a collaboration with eclipse on tap. Yeah. Three, <laughs> three way. Yeah. That would be cool too. <laughs> we don't know yeah. what the hell we're yeah. doing, but we'll be a collaborative. We'll, we'll put dirt in from the underground. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to do a collaboration. Yeah. Local. This with is probably. unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> There might be some sediment at the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> this is natural. <laughs> but uh yeah, to to go to Broadleaf and brew beer with those guys and like spend a spend a, a day doing that, man, that would be that'd be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Get a be very cool label printed and yeah, that'd be who knows? I don't know. Uh, there's been a lot of things that in the uh journey of this podcast, we probably three years ago would have not ever thought would be a thing. Right. Know, yeah. Like having a cycling kit or putting on like a little small event, like underground, even though it was just little, those kinds of things seemed like they were in the stars. Yeah. Um, so that kind of stuff yeah. is not, it's not unheard of, you know, we can, yeah. we can make it happen. And even, uh, even the, uh, you know, the, the, the relationships, how they've started just with the interviews that we've done and, you know, look what it's turned into. And we got a, a cool little friendship with, uh, with Floyd's and with uh, you know our, our friends at Broadleaf and then Ecliptic and everybody, it, it's it's really cool how you know it's only been a few years of doing this, but it's cool all the people we've met and continue to meet and be interesting to see what happens in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. So. The core of the podcast has really evolved, you know, in um, 
it's it's fun, one of those things that I actually enjoy the progression because if you go back and you we've talked about this before, but you listen to some of the early ones, it's just it's different, but in a good way, like in a in a way that you look back and you're like, wow, look at how much we've grown. Mm-hmm. Not in like a oh this is cringy and awkward. Like it it is naturally because you're just getting going on something you've never tried before. Yeah, but it gives you that sense of progression when you look at where we are now and then you you have that it's almost like looking in an old photo album at a photo of you from a few years ago and you're like oh yeah i wore that yeah wait what (laughs) i did my hair like that yeah yeah you get that sense like of of growth and evolution within what we do with this podcast so you never know yeah you never know could be a morning show at some point yeah (laughs) wake up morning america wake up in the morning with eclipse on tap we'll be drinking beer i'm just gonna say we're not drinking coffee on the morning show (laughs) yeah no (laughs) who wants to get hammered today we're on at 5 a.m till noon drinking that's what we do Weekdays, 5 a.m to noon are you working from (laughs) home would you like to get smashed join us (laughs) It's a great synergy too when you, you know, what we have kind of space in the beer. And of course we talk bikes a lot. Um, the three of those things kind of intertwined together into a synergistic podcast is really cool. It offers a lot of things to talk about, of course, but those things, all three of those things being, I guess, in a way, maybe varying degrees of, but all passions of ours um, and being, being able to do it, talk about it here, enjoy it. At, a, at an event like Underground Man and share it with our friends. That's my favorite part, I think. On top of, um, of course, meeting new people in whether it's beer or bikes um, or space, that's probably the paramount. But also sharing what we do with our friends is yeah. a lot of yeah. fun. I was just, just going to say that. I, I got that feeling on Saturday, you know, where we had a lot of people that maybe wouldn't have mingled before. Yeah, and we're out there just doing this kind of fun, goofy event, and all of a sudden we've got we're. I, I just feel like we're. I'm gonna pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> feel, Not to like pat myself again <laughs> on the back, but no. But I, I mean, we had a great time, and I feel like we, we brought a lot of people together that otherwise probably wouldn't have been hanging out on a Saturday. Yeah, and it's kind of the same with with regard to like you know where we talked about like you know, a collaboration between Broadleaf and Ecliptic or, you know, getting Rob on the kit, you know, all these different things, um, Floyd's, you know, where I think people want to be with people of, you know, similar views or that, that, that just want to have fun and, and enjoy the same things together, enjoy space, enjoy beers, enjoy riding bikes. And I feel like, I don't know if nothing else, I got a lot out of that Saturday. Yeah, there's yeah. some satisfaction yeah. there because we, obviously we always say like we, we don't we take the podcast as serious as we need to to make it sound good, but we're not like overly serious. But it's something that we do for fun, you yeah. know, and, and then when you feel, you know, that that sense of fun that we have with it spilling over to other people, that's when it's like there's some satisfaction yeah. there. There's yeah. there's a, a feeling of it's almost it's a rewarding feeling. Right. Yeah. Um, and delivering the kits to people delivering the t-shirts that we made to people everybody's like oh sweet you know i don't rock this yeah people like you said people want to be a part of something that they know you know we're passionate about it we have fun with it and so yeah i don't i don't think it's like we're it's not like we're patting ourselves on the back like oh yeah we have the sick podcast and look you know we just like to have fun with it and it's um it shows when you see people also have fun with it yeah Um, underground man was the epitome of that yeah for sure we are pretty cool i mean I'd want to hang out with me, but 
Yeah. I'd rather hang out with your dog, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is my my new favorite. I like yeah, it. This is good. Tasty. Very tasty. Went down easy. This is how many uh, ounces was that? Sixteen we crushed. I think it's a little a one smaller. Point. Yeah, it's a, oh yeah, it's a sixteen yeah. ounce sixteen ounce bottle. Yeah, numb, 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 numb. I think my favorite from them uh, for sure, and and one of my favorite beers. This is this would be dangerous to have around mm-hmm. locally. It's probably a good thing they only sent us one. Yeah. But a big shout out. If you're out there, pick yourself up a, a bottle. Stop by. Yeah, that yeah. both both of these beers would be. I would assume, given one's an anniversary beer and the other is a kind of a unique collaboration, they're probably not going to be on the shelves for very long. Yeah. Um. Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. If you live in the Pacific Northwest, get over there, and buy this. Yeah. Yep. Get yourself a burger while you're there. Oh man, those look amazing. Yeah. Nobody so hungry. Good. It's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream of mine. <laughs> To go have that burger. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. When things get back to normal and we can travel, we will be out there to visit our, our good friends there. Um, and hopefully, you know, maybe we could even do like a little podcast at their spot. Yeah. Like we did with Broadleaf. Um, that would be, that would be a, a total highlight. Yeah. Oh yeah. For um, sure. To be able to do that. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, kind of just bringing it full circle with episode 37, um, we wanted to do this kind of two-part thing. That's why the podcast episode is coming out fairly late in the month. We'll release it tomorrow on Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, that's why I made the Underground Man logo black and orange. You know, yeah. A little Halloween. I never picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you picked orange. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. It's a little Halloween nod, you know, late late October event. Um, Should have put a pumpkin on there. Yeah. Jack-o'-lantern. That'd be cool. Or it. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah. you know, we got a whole winter here to think about what modifications we want to make for next year. Yeah. To the trail. Yeah, there's probably I don't know if we're running we're kinda of running out of room to cut new trail. Yeah. But we always could There's room for modifying. We could in, enhance uh certain sections. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We need to uh come up with an actual blueprint. We can put it on a wall here. We could put it on the brick wall and just all right. All right. So next year we're gonna connect point a to point b we're gonna do topographic that. map i yeah. thought about that actually 3D I, map so at work we i had a piece of paper probably about as big as that sign like 18 by 24 and i printed out the the strava like over overhead view of of the um of the trail um and obviously with it being so tight-knit the gps doesn't do the best job of getting you exactly where you're going it's not like you could just take a clear piece of or a transparent piece of paper and trace over mm-hmm. But I was like, I started to kind of draw it because I thought that'd be cool to do like a, almost like a trail map yeah. of the underground. And it, and it can Print be. Print it on a shirt. Yeah, it would be really, really cool to do. Um, I think what, what it would require, definitely using Strava as like the main source for the, for the illustration, but also going out there and kind of like cartography style, you know, yeah. figuring out just the little intricacies of the trail and where, where the GPS doesn't pick it up that well. But I got, I started to do it and then I kind of. I was on my lunch break or something, so I was like, "Yeah, eh, uh, I'll, I'll give this a go some other day." But that would be cool to yeah, have that like yeah. framed or something. That yeah. that would be sweet. Yeah, because there's not really like, I mean, it's not that kind of trail like where you go to Luton or something, and there's a map and like a little station, a trailhead, yeah, yeah. and all that. There's that that's, mile markers. Yeah, it doesn't else. exist yeah. at the underground, and and that's what makes it it's eclectic. Boot, yeah. It's a bootleggers yeah. trail. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it gives it that eclectic flair. Uh, it doesn't need it. it. Doesn't need a trailhead or yeah. a, or signs or anything. It's just you, if you know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the way it should be. Yeah. 
for as small as it is, it's actually easy to get lost in there for new people. So yeah. Yeah, maybe, sure. I don't know for, uh, for, I mean, we, we definitely made it pretty clear as to what way the trail is going just based on the fact that we blew off the whole trail and made the, made a clear, yeah, made yeah. a clear path, but it's yeah. uh if you're not careful you can every once in a while upside down yeah you can in the underground yeah there's it is kind of fun too like the sections we've cut that little roller section this the segment is themed after the movie it and then back in the new section that we cut i don't did i tell you about those things that i was finding those parasitic plants uh-uh. so that newest section that we cut just like a what was it a nutty a month ago yeah. two months ago that section of the forest is uh pretty dense right there Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of light that gets down and there's these parasitic plants. I think they're, they're called Indian pipe and they're like, they don't have any chlorophyll so they can't photosynthesize. So they don't, they don't have to worry about the sun. Okay. So they're kind of like white and purple. They're like real weird looking. It almost looks like a, if you saw it, it, it almost looks like a fungus or like a, it's like a, a plant, but it looks like a mushroom and they just sap onto other plants roots and just totally take their energy. And so when, when I was, when we were cutting that trail, I was like, we we're raking it out. I, I saw like a ton of vampire it. plants. Yeah, for real. And, um, and in that, that section reminded, I think David and I were talking about, like we themed it after stranger things. If you're a yeah. stranger things fan, you know, in was it season two when the, when the upside down is kind of like working its way into, into Hawkins, Indiana. And there's like these parasitic, like all the pumpkin patch gets all eaten yeah. up by these parasites and stuff so <laughs> we're like yeah this is we'll name this section hawkins lab we we <laughs> could we could put a little sign when you get into the the newest section it says welcome to hawkins yeah no it'd be cool <laughs> to do like little signs like that because one thing i noticed when i was in the up riding the ramba trail they obviously that has a trailhead and it's it's def, it's a more official trail and they have markers and everything very well great signage but they have little signs when you're entering a new area that's not even probably coordinated with a segment on Strava, because I'm sure it was well before Strava even existed, mm-hmm. but it'll be like the name of what they called that section of trail. Cause it's just built, that Ramba trail is built by people like us. Yeah, It's just like friends that get together and cut new trail that they, they, they're expanding it constantly. And so like one of them, one of them was called like 38 Cal or something. And, <laughs> and I looked up why that was and you know, when they were cutting the trail, they were raking and they found like a, like a shell of a yeah. pole, someone out there that was doing target practice or something. So that, but then they themed it after that. So it'd be kind of cool. Like we, we've experienced that too. When we, we, we did with that one section, we call it threading the threading needles. Threading the needles. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I found a needle. Yeah. Found a hypodermic <laughs> needle in the, in the dirt and got that cleared. That's what you got to watch out for. If you crash in that section is uh, <laughs> needles <laughs> landing yeah. on that needle. But that, we, I buried it though. That'd so. be cool to have little sections like for that roller section. What do we call that one? You'll float too or something. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. We all t- float time down to here. Float. We all float down yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Time to float. Something like that. That'd be cool. Put up a little tackers yeah. on the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> You're just down there like ideas. naming little sections and yeah, that's funny. Time like some kids are going to be back there. I mean, there's already kids down there do it with uh, in the BMX area that are putting up signs and telling yeah. you not to roll over the jumps. To send, send it, it. brah. That's a great sign. That what could be it? our donation or our contribution to the signages to uh, yeah. put our little names on the sections. But yeah. Those gap jumps are massive. Uh, when we were putting the tape up, David and I were like walking right past them. They're very well built, and I think they were already there, but they've these kids have refurbished those jumps. Yeah. There's a couple of them that are legitimately an 8, 10-foot gap. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, like it's and it's not a tabletop. There's like yeah. a gap, so if you think you're just gonna roll over, <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna eat wood, dirt, whatever's. You'll be in a world of hurt. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah the sign. What does it say? Gap jumps. Don't roll over. Send, send it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. So it, yeah, the trail has really kind of taken on this identity. Yeah. And it would be cool to add to that with some signs. But. For sure. I think that's the best part is that there's just kids down there, too, that are just makes it feel like, I don't know, kind of like a Sandlot. community trail. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it is. It's like uh, it makes it feel more like a community trail and not so much as like a this, you know, like when you go to Luton, it's like this is the trail. This is, you know, you yeah. can't alter it. This is the way it is Th- down there. It's like you can do whatever you want to it. Yeah. It's don't very, put a stupid jump in like a wooden one. Not gonna name yeah, no names. names mentioned yeah. Starman Norman. On occasion, <laughs> on occasion, there's some features that are added that um, maybe might not be the the best additions, but but it has that very grassroots flair to it. Um, makes it fun. Yeah. yeah. But I just finished up my beer. I'm done. I'm dry. I'm about to finish my last swig. Slam it. Ooh, that was a good one. But yeah, with uh, with that said, I think that's a wrap on episode 37. Big shout out to Ecliptic for sending us those beers here for our second half underground man recap segment or whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Um, be sure to follow us on, on social. If you, if you got Instagram or Twitter, you can go at Eclipse on tap, check out the new video we posted. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah. And then, uh, we have the Facebook page too, and you can always send us your cool photos of I don't know, a mountain bike trail that you work on or something that you saw in your telescope, you can send those in to our social or to our email, eclipseontap at gmail.com. And last but not least, the website, eclipseontap.space. Give that a give that a check. If you're going to send us anything, keep it PG. Yeah, keep yeah. it PG. You know. <laughs> we can't be an accomplice to anything. Yeah. <laughs> trail building photos, uh, photos of your uh, telescope, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time in November. It's going to be a lot colder, and uh, we'll see you then. Bundle up. See ya. Cheers.